Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Joe DeLeon here with Get to the Point, and with me, as always, is the wonderful Sean Anderson. We're back here in Ranger Hall, giving you the best things that have come from the NFL and also some of the worst things. We had a very interesting week of week one within the National Football League, but we're going to hop right into it. We're going to start talking some football because there is a lot to cover, a lot of big headlines. Yeah, especially I'd say one of the biggest ones was last night, Monday night football's game and the pounding that the New York Jets put on the Detroit Lions, who I ended up pick, picking. Later in the show, we'll get to the picks and who had a better percentage of it if you were not keeping track yourself. And then we will also preview week two's picks. But, Joe, were you astounded? Were you as astounded by Sam Darnold as I was? Um, Yeah, and it's the perfect segue for our first talking point, which is that Sam Darnold came out here ready to play, albeit not on the first play. If you happen to be watching the game, <laughs> he threw a pick six, about a 30-yard pick six, to... Basically start off his NFL career. First pass ends up getting run back. If I'm correct, I think the same thing happened to Jameis Winston on his first career throw. It did, But yes. he did end up finishing the game pretty well. 76.2% completion percentage on his passes. 189 passing yards as well as two touchdowns to go with it. And then an impressive QBR of 116.9 as a way of wrapping everything up. And... Frankly, for me, that is pretty impressive to go against the Detroit Lions and come out on Monday night in primetime and put up a good performance. But the only thing that I'm going to say with that, though, is this Detroit Lions team that they faced, this defense that they went up against, was really not as good as people thought it was. Ziggy Anza did not play. He had some injury problems. The only real reputable player that I can name from that defense is Glover Quinn. What about DeAndre Levy? Uh, and DeAndre Levy, but or, is he even still on the team? I think he is. The old man still, still yeah, there. but he he is really kind of falling no, off. No, no, it's a Whitehead, bit. Whitehead, the linebacker. Who Excuse are you me. referring to? Uh, it's the linebacker Whitehead. I think he wears fifty four okay. like Levy used to. Um, well, but still, there's a lot of holes on this defense. It's really not that good, and we saw it struggle during the preseason. Ended up being indicative of how they were going to play Week One. So as much as I want to say, hey, good job, Sam Darnold, you look good out there. Really not that impressive against that type of a team, in my opinion. Really? You weren't that impressed? No, I mean, I feel like anybody can really go out there and, and put on a show against a defense like that, considering how few assets they have, even without, especially, sorry, without Ziggy Anza. How do you feel that Ryan Fitzpatrick, the most elite quarterback in this league, would have done against the Lions? <laughs> oh, you really just wanted to throw in the Fitz magic there. We had I it. cut it, and you wanted <laughs> we, to, you're just, just like, oh, <laughs> how can I talk about just, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Just a little insider <laughs> knowledge, yeah, we wanted to talk... I was really juiced up to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick, as were you, so I had to sneak him in. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's an awesome way to start the season for him, (laughs) and we're just waiting on his collapse, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And and as soon as Jameis Winston gets in there, it's going to be a very different year going forward. But what are some of the things that you took away from Darnold? Poise, for sure, after the the first big interception, which is a a backbreaker in your Mm -hmm. first play to go down 6-0 and have to go back out within, you know, 10 minutes of time and try to do it all over again and, and, and score the ball. Yeah, it certainly is a, an, a testament to his confidence and his ability to keep a team moving forward after a play that, that really is a negative for any quarterback or any player in the NFL. So then the next thing, that were the, the big headline that really stuck out to me, and it, it's been highly debated and talked about, 
throughout the preseason, and it is all the more relevant now that the Jets got a 48-17 win in their first game. But Giants fans and also Jets fans are continuously debating if the Giants should have taken Sam Darnold with this second pick. And for somebody who is a staff member with a Giants blog and from all the stuff that I've continuously seen people commenting and saying and stating we should have taken Darnold, I'm going to say this. Saquon Barkley put up, albeit did not have a good start to his game, but still had 100 rushing yards against easily the best or one of the best top three run defenses in the league. Sam Darnold put on a show and did pretty well against not so good of a defense. Very different stories. It's way too early to tell. Oh, I thought you were going to... No. Oh, that you just gave a little overview of both? Yeah, just I'm giving an overview. I think it's too early to tell. You can't really pick one or the other considering we're not at that point yet. I'm going to have to pick Barkley just to okay. start. And, I, and you made an excellent point. Yes. I, I heard you uh, on Sunday recapping the game, and you said... Well, Giants fans are, this is my imitation of you, mm-hmm. well, Giants fans are losing their mind because Saquon Barkley had over 100 rushing yards, and you said, well, he had a 68-yard touchdown run. Before that, he was averaging like 2 2.23 yard- yards yeah. per carry is the exact number. Right. 38 r- rushing yards in the game. Yeah, aside from the one the one big burner. Yes. I still think he that run is indicative of how good he can be. The only thing I'm going to say is if I want to be more confident in Saquon Barkley, and I love him, I absolutely love watching him play. He just needs to be, one, a little bit more confident in himself and his ability to run between the tackles. Okay. Uh, between the tackles, I, if I agree. We, if we watched, if you watched some, I, I only got a little bit of him because I, I didn't get to catch the full game because we had practice. But from what I got to watch from him, he really did not do a good job of taking the holes that were given to him. He constantly was trying to do what he did in college with a, with a poor offensive line as well, which was bounce things outside, and that is just not going to work in the NFL especially against the Jaguars' defense. Did you like how he uh, he kind of gave some bump to Ramsey and then, then they both started jawing at each other? Oh, actually, I didn't catch that. You didn't catch I that? Didn't catch oh, it was I caught awesome. the Odell that, and, the, and the Ramsey jawing a little bit. No, but the, the Saquon and, and Ramsey jawing was really good. <laughs> so I think he, he's got plenty of confidence. Hey, man, you got to have a little bit of swagger to you if you're the number two overall pick in the NFL. So another big headline and that has been – Another thing that has been debated since the huge move that happened in the preseason, which was Khalil Mack being traded to the Chicago Bears. And in the game in which the Bears played against the Packers on Sunday Night Football, Khalil Mack had one sack, one interception, one touchdown, and one fumble recovery. And did you know the last player to put that stat line together was? Brian Dawkins? No, it it was himself. Oh really? Khalil Mack was the last person to put that set. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious that like he's that good that he's the, he's literally repeating himself. It was freaky to watch mm-hmm. how much of a disruption that he made. Him, Leonard Floyd and Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan but before Roquan Smith came in mm-hmm. were wreaking havoc on Green Bay and it was masterful to watch. I mean there was no play where Mac wasn't making an impact on the Green Bay offense because his presence was constantly felt. And he was going as Brian Balaga, a good tackle in the NFL. The Packers have a, a good offensive line, and he was able— It's probably top top five at the very least. I'll give it top seven. Okay. Right? Now, I'm, I was just throwing out a number. Right. <laughs> but he was awesome to watch. Did you, I mean, I, I, caught, I caught a little bit of him, but the— the thing, though, it seemed like from that game is that 
they got a little bit ahead of themselves. They were up 20 to nothing, and they're like, hey, we're dogging the Packers out here. And then as soon as Aaron Rodgers comes back into the game, he just absolutely took the game over and then ended up winning the ball game for them. How come you didn't uh, watch, watch the game, Joe? Um, uh, I would like to defer from that question. We're going to move on to the next talking we're just point. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm just wondering. Um. All right, so t- actually that sounds really bad. It was, it was a good game. That. I was hanging out with my girlfriend, okay? okay? I was hanging out with my girlfriend. Were you watching football with her? Uh, we were not watching football. I don't I didn't get to hang out with her during the week. But that does not mean that I'm not going to be hanging out with you next Sunday. We're going to I'm going to be more attentive in watching the games going forward. Um, so the next point is one of the <laughs> biggest offensive dominating factors and I'm going to end up talking about him in a segment that we're going to be implementing was Tyreek Hill. Seven receptions, 169 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Along with that, he also had a 95, or sorry, he had 95 punt return yards, and then he had a punt return for a touchdown. It is in a one huge example of how good of a player he is. He's so dynamic that he can impact the game on multiple levels. Is he going to be the center of their offense going forward? And should we expect more of this from him in the future? I think was it, it was Stephen A. Smith that said that he is the most explosive player in the NFL. Um, I'm not sure, but that would sound like was, that sounds like something he would one, say. It was one of the the talking the talking heads. Yes. That, that and it's they're not really a talking head because they really nailed well, are, nailed nailed the point home. Are we not talking heads? I guess you could say that. Right. So continue you know, your point. Pot calling, C- continue black. your point. Though. Yeah. No, Tyreek Hill's awesome. You know who had more receiving yards than him, though, this week? Mike Evans? Jared Cook. Oh, you're right. Last night. one yeah. yards yeah. receiving. Not so, as explosive as Tyreek Hill. Somebody earlier was, was asking me, hey, I, I benched Jared Cook. Should I have started him? And I said, no. Jared Cook is not the type of player that he's going to do that every single week. Simple, simple as that. They should do that every time they play the Rams because those corners <laughs> looked legit. Peters and Tlaib, mm-hmm. they just shut down. Did it, what, did Mar- what did Amari and, Cooper put up? Do you know? Dude, him, Cooper, Nelson, and uh, their third receiver put up like 43 yards on five catches all night. Wow. Between the three of them. Because wow. Bryant is off the team. Good good prediction, Sean, saying that they're going to be the best <laughs> core. But, I mean, I guess they found a way to, mm-hmm. to at least move the ball with Oakland. And uh, that a good juxtaposition for the next point that we're, we're transitioning oh, good into. Good word, Joe. Is, hey, I like to throw out big words That's here and there. That's a good one. Um, don't be so surprised next time. That's all I'm going to say. But there were seven rookie head coaches that debuted in week one. Obviously, every team plays in week one. And coincidentally, they went 0-7. Not a single rookie coach got a win. And most, I'm going to, I'm going to rattle all these guys off. Giants, Pat Shermer, Bears, Matt Nagy, Cardinals, Steve Wilkes, Colts, Frank Wright, uh, Lions, Matt Patricia, Titans, Mike Rabel, and Raiders, John Gruden. Now, which one on here do you think is the most surprising of not getting the opening day victory? Matt Nagy, because he had it in the bag. He did. Well, he had it in the – actually, that's the most disappointing because he mm-hmm. obviously prepped that team very well and came out with the right intent. The and Raiders, offensively, they were yeah. moving the ball very well right. too, which was surprising. The Raiders were playing the Rams. That's tough. The Titans – actually, Mike Vrabel is the most disappointing because they were playing the Dolphins, and we okay. both picked the Titans. Okay. It, uh, mine was I was gonna go with Frank Reich uh, because they were winning that ball game and they ended up losing it 
on the hand of Andy Dalton, essentially, from what I understand. Didn't really catch that game, but that is that is what the headline was, and that's what I, I read from the recap, was that it was mostly from... Um, it was from the other... They were in the lead, and it was from the other end that they made the comeback. Did you see uh, Nagy's headgear for the game? I did not. It was You know how the Bears have that sweet, uh, just uppercase B logo for mm-hmm. their coaches? Put it on a visor. Ooh, I like that. It I was like that. awesome. Very underrated portion of a head coach is the swag that they wear on their head. Every other coach defers to the typical New Era hat yeah. that, that they wear. The Bears have got their own little game going over there, and it's sweet. It's just the orange, capital B. Mm-hmm. It's such a sweet visor. The funniest thing that came from this 0-7 starting week for the rookie co- coaches, I think, was somebody had a screenshot of Matt Patricia looking very disgruntled at his Windows tablet. I don't. What do they call this again? The Surface Pros. Surface Pros. <laughs> very disgruntled, you know, very Matt Patricia-esque, like, what the hell's going on here? And uh, somebody captioned it with, um, how do I call Bill on this? <laughs> Did you see the the one about Patricia? It was seeing that Patricia has a pencil in his ear and he's using a laminated play card. Uh, concerns me at a whole different level. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he does it for the look. He's got to do it for the look, he, right? He probably does. Um, so the next thing that we're going to be talking about here. What? Do you want to go? Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do upside. We're gonna do the upside first. Okay. Got so it. we're doing a new segment. I had a different idea, but I like what where Sean was going with it. The way that we're doing this going forward is the biggest upside of the week and the biggest disappointment disappointment. So upside is somebody that showed a little bit more potential than that they would typically would have, or they or they just made you happy. They made us happy. They 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 <laughs> outperformed what we typically would have assumed. Or not even in that sense, just shined during the week. And then disappointment's pretty obvious. Anybody that just struggled mightily, even if it's a unit or just one specific No one's person. safe, coaches, nope. anybody. Everyone's under attack or is getting the praise from us. Yeah. And I'll start with the, my upside of the week. Adrian Peterson, welcome back. <laughs> welcome home to your new home. I see you, Pat, I see you scored your 100th touchdown in the Burgundy and Gold. I appreciate you. You did a very good job, AP. You led us to victory with you and Chris Thompson. We as arguably let's try to keep this as unbiased the as best, possible. Arguably one of the better, I won't say best, two-headed monsters in the backfields. I know it's only one week. Mm-hmm. All the Redskins fans are losing their minds. I'm kind of losing my mind too. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian Peterson, for showing up and making my day better because you're one of my favorite running backs of all time. Well, we'll see if he can do that week in and week out. And I was going to say Tyreek Hill, but then I kind of thought more would fit the the terms of upside. And I'm going Cleveland Browns here. For the first time, for the first time since 2004, the Cleveland Browns did not lose their opening game. They tied by a score of 21-21 after a blocked field goal in overtime. And for, you know, Huge props to Cleveland. They didn't get to open the beer cooler yet. That is essentially guaranteeing fans beer if the Giants, or sorry, not the Giants, the uh, the Browns win. But, hey, they didn't lose. They didn't lose, and I think that is something that they should build upon and be happy about considering how good of a team the Steelers are. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You want to head into the disappointments? Yeah, who was your disappointment? 
Oh, I wish once we get a higher production value, we'll have some nice sad music or the <laughs> wah wah wah. Yeah. But um, the Buffalo Bills are my biggest disappointment of the week. I had faith. I had faith that they were going to come into Baltimore and just work them. And they really. I had faith. Yes. A lot D- of people they're so were picking... flashy. They're but... so new. <laughs> they are like a toy right out of the box. Every draft pick that they have is. Are you nuts? I'm not nuts. They have nothing. They 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 had Eric Every, Wood and Richie Incognito retire. They got rid of Corey ev- Glenn. They literally have cones playing offensive line for them. Every year. I they just, cut Corey Coleman. They could, they, they're, they're, they're so incompetent in themselves. Their defense just makes me so excited to watch them play. And then they just they lost 47 to 3. Okay, but that that is not on their defense, though. That is Firmly on the shoulders of extremely abysmal quarterback play. What? They threw so many interceptions. They put the defense in so many poor situations. You don't think so? It's very hard to win it's, a football. It's very hard to win a football it's game. It's a bad play. game all around, right? Yeah, but the I'm it's saying a, though, if you're a defense, is it harder to win a football game if you're constantly on the field because your offense keeps turning the ball over? Is it not? It's a loaded question, but it is yes. That's all I'm saying. And okay. I, I think that you know you got to give the props to the defense. They 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 they're trying their best out there. They're, props to the defense. They're trying their best. They will were get, out there the whole game. Will you give props to the Giants O line for trying their best? That's very different. Oh, is it? That's very different. Joe, is it easier or harder to run up and down a defense with not, a good offensive line? Be, okay, because here, here, here <laughs> I'm trying to think about. I'm just saying. I, yeah. You get where I'm coming from. Yes, I get okay. where you're coming from. Thank I am you. just saying that Nate Peterman with a 0.0 passer so rating, terrible, and and Josh Allen only throwing 60 passing yards is not going to really help a defense. And you know who's better than both of them? Who? Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> well, see, they knew that the ship was going down. They're like, screw it, let's get the heck out of here. All right, so my biggest disappointment, yeah, and you actually you alluded to it though, was the Giants' offensive line. Nate Solder and Will Hernandez were brought in with the intent of carrying the load on the left side. Patrick Omame and, additionally, Eric Flowers had very little expectations from me. But the thing is, I was at least hoping that Nate Solder and Will Hernandez were going to maybe not hold their own the whole game, but at least be a bright spot. And they got manhandled. Everyone across that offensive line struggled mightily. Not a single one of them, I think, in my opinion, I could have been like, all right, he had a good game. Saquon Barkley couldn't run the ball because of them. And also, Eli Manning could not throw the ball and make his reads properly because of them. There was one play in particular that, if if you recall, if you watch the game, folks, in which Eli Manning had a wide-open Odell Beckham who beat Jalen Ramsey in a, in a man-on-man situation in the end zone and the ball just got lofted over his head because as soon as he took an errant snap, all he had time for was just to chuck it in his general direction. So that that, that for me is I want to see better from them. They can't suck this much for the amount of money and the amount of assets that they wasted for it. That's passionate. It, it I is. appreciate the passion on this show. We, we need more of it. All right. And what I'm passionate about is getting my picks right, and yep. I failed you. I'm gonna. Listeners. I want to know. Yeah, I want to. You were actually hyped. You were telling me. Oh, I think so, I'm a game or two ahead of you. I was so excited. Joe, you, we did not count the Steelers Browns game 
okay. into this. Yes. So it's going to be a little less dra- drastic if we would both gotten the win for that, uh-huh. or a little more drastic then. Joe, you ended up with a 40% winning percentage picking the games. Okay. I ended up with a 33% percentage. <laughs> That, okay, that so that number is going to even itself out, and once we get to like week ten, right, it'll be a little bit more indicative of. It's too tough to decide from week one, who's really leading the charge. Considering I probably want one pick ahead of you. Yeah, you had one. One you had better one, game. You had one more that was correct. Did I pick Jets Lions? No, we both got we both picked, picked the Lions. But I picked Rams. Raiders. You picked the Rams over All the right. Raiders, so that gave me the edge. And then the Chiefs Chargers. Chargers disappointed me. Mm-hmm. Panthers, Cowboys, yeah. Apparently, Dak Prescott's out soon. Well, I'm not gonna toot my own horn. Yeah, could, you we're got gonna, we're, you we're got gonna, week one. We're gonna wait till week two. Handshake. But I th- yep. thank you, yep. thank you. But I obviously am smarter than you, so it doesn't really mean much. <laughs> um, but guess what? We get who you got for week two. I forgot to call it that last week, but we've been calling it last season. Who you got? And we got a bunch of great games to rattle off here. First one being Ravens Bengals. Thursday night football, 8.20 p.m. on the NFL Network. Who you got, Sean? I have to go with Baltimore. Really? So you had no faith in them against the Bills, but you have faith in them against the Bengals. They worked the Bills. Okay. I think they might beat the Bengals. All right. Well, a lot of people are actually picking the Ravens in in their survivor leagues. I don't know if, if you're familiar with that or if any of the listeners are not familiar with that. It's basically... You put money in and you pick which team is going to win the most of their first games. And it's not particularly based on who the best team is. It's more so who they have to face off against. I'm going to go Ravens here too. I'm not really that impressed with the Bengals. They beat up a very beat up. That was redundant the way I said that. Colts. A very beat up Colts team. So next game we have here is Panthers-Falcons. Both are 0-1, both in division. No, no, Panthers are 1-0, buddy. Oh, my apologies. But in division Um, matchup. I'm just going to make this claim. I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to pick the Falcons until they win eight games. Really? So until that happens, I will always pick the opposition. I'm making that's it. I'm a, that's that a, disappointed. That's in this a bold team. strategy, Sean. I'm that disappointed that's in this a team. Bold one. Um, uh, Panthers. I'd pick the Panthers. I think I'm going to go Falcons here. I, I think they're going to get back on their feet. The Panthers didn't really do much. They beat the Cowboys. Anybody can beat the Cowboys these days. Defensively, they suck, and their offensive line is falling apart because injuries and sickness. Um, Colts, Redskins. Redskins. I'm going to go a little bit of surprise here. I'm going to say Colts. Just can I ask why? Um, here and there, I like to pick the one the one that you wouldn't assume. This one's a tight one. I feel like most people are going to be in sway of the Redskins. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Frank Reich and the Colts and Andrew Luck got back on the same page. Marlon Mack might be back. It might be a very different outcome than they had week one. Uh, Texans-Titans. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Texans. Yeah, I think the Texans get on the same page. Or on the right page, and they get back on track after losing to the Patriots. So we're both going Texans there. Eagles-Buccaneers. Eagles. Joseph. Joseph. You you know just... Buccaneers. The old... Chiefs Steelers. <laughs> I can't believe you just did. Chiefs Steelers. I'm gonna let you start this one off. I gotta think about this for a second. Um The Steelers look terrible. But that might be because the Browns are better than they are than we think they are. Because defensively they looked unstoppable. They looked really good. 
to force Big Ben to throw three picks is not so much on Big Ben's fault, but I want to give more praise to the to the to the Browns in that situation. So I'm going Chiefs here. I'm also going to take the Chiefs. Come up with your own stuff, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> Do your own analysis. I'm joking. Dolphins, Jets. Dolphins. All right, this is probably the first absolutely terrible game of the week. Um, I'm going to say Jets. They're going to start hot, and then they're going to absolutely crumble like they did last season. Chargers, Bills. I can't pick the Bills. I can't pick them. Chargers. Chargers. Bills are going to start 0-10. I'm betting you that. You think they, do you think they they're going to start 0-10? Game till, oh. They don't have any assets on offense. Nothing on that team on offense says to me, wow, I'm confident in this. Shady will win them one game before 10 games. He'll win them one. Yeah, maybe. I'm just disappointed that they have to use Josh Allen this soon where they're going to ruin him. They're going to ruin Josh Allen. He could have been so much better if they gave him time to develop, but he's going to have to play. This is a flaming hot take that you're saying he's going to be ruined, by the way. Oh, he's 100% going to be ruined. Wow. He's not going to be what he could have been. Not even close. He's going to be like Jake Locker. I, I wrote, wow. If, if you go to which the, the the website's no longer active, I think it's still up, but nobody's uh, writing articles on anymore. But when I briefly wrote for With the First Pick, which is a fan-sided blog, I said this specifically. If you don't give him the time to develop, Josh Allen is not going to be the guy that you think he's going to be. He's going to be Jake Locker. So the next pick that we have, we got to rattle these off, finish things off. Vikings, Packers. Vikings. Uh, I'm going to say Packers. Browns, Saints. Saints. Browns. Lions, what? 49ers. Oh, my goodness. 49ers. 49ers. Cardinals, Rams. 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 Patriots, Jaguars. Patriots. Um. Jaguars. Raiders, Broncos. Ooh. I'm taking the Raiders again. Yeah. I think mm. they come out. I think Gruden's going to light a fire under them. Case Keesum, Broncos. Uh, Giants, Cowboys. Sunday night. Sunday night football. Cowboys. I'm going to end up picking the Giants here. I ended up picking the Giants last week, but when I did my staff picks, I ended up picking the Jaguars. But in this one, I actually have a firm belief. I want to do the num- the numbers and the math, but I think the Giants are going to end up pulling out the victory here. And then the final one, Monday night football on ESPN, Seahawks-Bears. On three. One, two, three. Bears. Bears. All right, cool. I, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah. All right, so that is it. We're going to see how things progress with our who you got, our pick em section, and then we're going to be giving you this again. We're going to st- consistently be going on Tuesdays. <laughs> but follow us at GTTP Podcast. Check us out on Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You know how, how, the, how the drill works if you've already been listening. If you're not, follow us, damn it. Keep listening. Interact with us. Interact with us. We, we are lonely. Talk to us. We are very lonely. It's a small state in Rhode Island. We're lonely. Sean cries himself to sleep every night because of this. Joking here and he doesn't have a door on his bedroom. Yep. We're lonely. All right. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. (laughs) This was Get to the Point with Joe DeLeon. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thank you, folks.